This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. future. Hey, remember how 20 years ago I switched to Progressive? Well, now it's the future, and I used all those savings to buy this new hologram phone. Because, you know, it's the future, and everything is holograms now. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. This is our full-time show of Fulham's 2-1 to loss at Craven Cottage against Leeds United. Max, I'm going to get us started. Let me first congratulate Leeds United for this victory. And uh, I also have an apology to make to Phil Hay. Uh, I actually went on the last show and said Phil Hay said that Leeds United would win handsomely. It wasn't him. It was actually the host of his podcast. But you know what, Max? Leeds United won handsomely. I know the score just says two to one. They wanted this more. They deserved the victory. And I'm going to say it right now. This match relegates Fulham. We have all these matches left. I'm done. I'm done, my friend. They were they were outplayed. The uh the energy could not keep up with the energy of Leeds United. They were the better side. It wasn't even close. This match wasn't close. It wasn't a two to one match. This is really a four to one match, looking like a two to one match. And I'm very disappointed, and I'm just going to say it one more time. This is the match that puts Fulham down. We're going to look back at this. I'm going to say it right now. There's They don't come back from this. Fulham will get relegated, and we'll point to the Leeds United match. This is a match they needed to win, not draw, needed to win. And they lost, and they played poorly. Congratulations to Leeds United, but they could not keep up with the intensity of Leeds United. That's on the players. You go, Max. Yeah. Could not agree more with the sentiments there. It's 1-1 at the half. And teams who want to stay in this division find a way to get results in that scenario. It's an even game at halftime. What do Fulham do? Not even attempt on target the entire second half. That's a joke. Uh, you have to sing out Adam O'Luckman. I think it's pathetic from him, that, that finish. And we've seen it all match and honestly all season for him. He's such a talented player. No, he's not. Yep. 
He's a player who can't finish. And we have a whole team of players who can't finish. And that's that's what's going to send us down, Russ, is that we don't score goals. Nope. It's laughable. And, you know, I also have to point fingers at Parker, I think. I want Mitrich to succeed. Obviously, he does too. Putting him on halftime was another abysmal decision. I'm not sure if Madge was injured or what, but to go from what we had in that first half. It got worse. I'm I'm going to say it right now. It actually got worse. It got worse again. But the defense, we haven't even labeled the defense poor for for long stretch of the season. And they let us down again tonight. Oh, they were horrible tonight. Terrible. I mean, that second goal was a comedy of errors. It was like we were watching 2018-19 all over again. And just putting it out there. We saw a Premier League team play tonight. And it was the And it wasn't Fulham. And let's just look at it. Leeds United got promoted the same year as we did last yep. season. It's their first season in the Premier League. I'm sure they have an actual director of football. You know, I'm sure they have an actual structure at that club that isn't, you know, nepotism. You know, they recruited superbly. They have a goal scorer. But not only yep. that, they have players throughout that team who are quality. Fulham just don't have that. We've, we've started, I think, uh, the announcer said today, Cavalier has played in all but two games this season. Premier League teams don't play players like that. In, in most of the matches. And Premier League teams have strikers. We don't have one right now. Um, and it's pathetic because Leeds absolutely overran us in that second half. An all-match. Parker was outcoached. Again, Bielsa's a great manager. There's no shame in that, but Parker's outcoached. To have that game plan in that second half when it's finally poised at one goal apiece, we didn't even put up an effort in that second half. We couldn't even get out on half. You're right, Ross. 2-1 is a complete um, you know, mischaracterization of that match. It should have been 4 or 5. Yep. Without, without Areola there, you know, or out some luck by Leeds poor finishing. I, again, I don't want to say we're down because I feel in my heart that we're down, but the gap's still too close. I'm going to say it, man. Guys. I'm going to say it. the poor side. I, nope. I, I really want to, because, you know, believe me, I said we were down two months ago when we drew West Brom, so I yep. love doing the negative bandwagon. Again, if we play like this, we're down. But I still believe that we play Newcastle home, Burnley at home. We'll play Wolves at home, you know. We'll play Villa away. I think they're... A if chance, they can't yeah, beat Leeds United wins. at home, they're not beating Wolves at home. They're not beating Aston Villa on the Again, road. This, to me, was the litmus test. It's, it's, it's tough for us because I do want to believe that, and I think these are the type of matches we have to win. Yep. I do think Leeds United is a team unlike any in the Premier League, and I, I do want to give them respect because the, the pressing well, game they play, yep. I do think matches perhaps against Wolves will be easier. And I do think playing Southampton away late in the season might be easier. So I'm not going to say we're relegated right now, but I'm furious and something must change because as we saw in the second half, it's not good enough. Yeah, it listen, it, it isn't good enough. And um, you know, it's funny because uh I've defended Adam all Lookman and that opportunity in the second half leads to a Leeds goal that decides the match. Now, even if it ends one one, I would have been furious because they needed to win this. So even if they got the equalizer, I still would be talking like this. I'm I'm saying it right now. When I watched this, when I watched the teams and I watched how Leeds United played. And to their full credit, they can do this for 90-plus minutes. They can close down. They can press us. And Fulham did not match the intensity max. They did not match it. They needed to. They did not match it. And then it was just a matter of time before they would make some errors that Leeds United would capitalize on it. And you talk about the second-half substitution at the time. I'm thinking, okay, he's taking a shot here. But I'm, I'm just going to say it didn't work. just didn't work, Max. Yeah. Putting on Alexander Mitrovic, I actually, like you said, I th- I thought it got worse. I didn't think yeah. it got better. Thought it got worse. And I know everyone wants to believe I'm the eternal optimist. I'm the one that predicted 43 points. This team will not get to 43 points. 
this team will be lucky to get to 34 points the way they play tonight. I am that disgusted by this, that disheartened by it. And you know me, I'm an optimist. And this completely, I'm throwing it out the window. That's why the title is Leeds United Relegated Fulham tonight. I'm not changing the title. I feel very strongly about this. And um, I'm just so disappointed, Max. But anyways, let's analyze this quickly. We're not going to go too long. Let's talk about the first half. And Leeds United had two goals that were disallowed. And again, fair play to Fulham because they played the, you know, they played the offside trap and it worked twice. So those goals don't count. But the first goal by Bamford does. Again, poor excuse to give up this goal, Max. Again, it was coming, and everyone can say it was coming, but they shouldn't have given up this goal, Max. Yeah, we're, we're sleeping off the throw-in. You can blame Cavalier. You can blame Aina. I think they're both to blame for just not tracking. Um, I think it was Harrison who just fizzed that ball in there. Again, just ball watching. And the, and the central defenders there, Russ, they know Bamford's going to be on the end of it. Robinson kind of points to Tosin. Hey, watch Bamford. Tosin doesn't quite get the memo. And it's all, it's in a flash. You know, it's a very quick play. Yep. It's a type of attacking that I wish Fulham could do. Move at that kind of pace and finish with that yep. kind of accuracy. We just don't have that in the squad. But it was coming that entire first half an hour. Leads yep. are excellent. And we look tired. Yep. Uh, we look groggy. You know, you could even argue we haven't been the same since halftime against City. We've been sleeping ever since then. Um, and the side never really, really were up for it. I was afraid that Leeds would overpower us and overwhelm us and press us and throw bodies forward. It's exactly what happened today. I think you have to ask questions of Parker. Why wasn't he ready for this? You know, Leeds play a very one-dimensional style. It's incredibly effective, but it's not a secret how they're going to play. We were woefully underprepared for this. We tried to play the three midfielders, central midfielders. Yep. I don't think it paid off. I think the big tackle area here, Russ, was Angisa in that almost number 10 role. Yep. I've never seen Angisa play so high up in that midfield. And he was awful. Again, he had that one shot which was saved by Melier. That's it the entire match. He looked lost out there. I hate to say it. I would have liked to see lost his cheek. Probably could have done better than Nguisa in that number 10 position, at least creating chances. Because Nguisa, I think, is a much more holding player than that. So it was a whole host of errors, but you could not say that goal wasn't deserved. No, it was deserved. They had the ball in the net two times before that. Yep. And we were under the cosh. Yes, and I just want to mention that they did, and fair point of form because, again, they were offside on both goals. But, again, it also showed you the in- intent of Leeds United and the intensity that they were playing with. Again, they were always on the front foot. I knew this about the team. But they also showed that other side, and this is what really angers me. They showed that ability to give up a goal or possibly more than that. And we just did not test their goalkeeper enough. Again, we did test them. But again, we're just not clinical enough. You know, we have these opportunities. And um, more often than not, the opportunities for me feel like the Lookman miss. You know, the Lookman miss, missed opportunity. There are so many missed opportunities. There, there were some good opportunities. Again, Josh Manja had a great opportunity. That's not on him. That's actually a great save. Yeah. That's yeah. actually a really good save. So I want to give the goalkeeper credit. And he made some key saves. But we had the opportunity to really put pressure on them. And we just didn't do it enough. But you know what? And then Fulham score a goal shortly after the Bamford goal and get right back in the match. But even that goal, I'm thinking, just get to halftime, Max. Just get to halftime, and we'll see what we can do. And hopefully Fulham can do something in the second half. But let's talk about the goal from Anderson off of a set piece, off of a corner. We don't score that many off of corners, so I'm glad that we scored here. 
yeah, I'll I'll give credit uh, to Lokman. He has an excellent ball in. And Anderson, I, I was happy for him. He's his first goal for Fulham. He's deserved that. He's been one of our best players, if not the best player this season. Great strength to hold off uh, yep. the defender while finishing that. And that's a first-time volley, low, cushioned. That's a better finish than I think most of our strikers or wingers have done all season. So yep. credit to him. But, Russ, after that goal, again, we, we were in the ascendancy. We were. We can never capitalize. It's, it's a common theme this season. When we have we those you know, periods of pressure, when leads are completely under the cost, completely. Yep. We had two really good opportunities. One by Maja and then the one by uh, Ingisa, right? So, so we did have these opportunities and uh, we just didn't capitalize on them again. Great saves, you know, credit there, but we had our chance to potentially get that second goal. Yes. I just wanted to get even at halftime, but I obviously would have loved Fulham to be ahead at the half. So coming up next, Max and I are going to talk about the debacle, which was the second half. Okay, Max, let's go into our analysis of the second half. Now, Fulham came out fairly strong to begin the second half. And I thought, okay, the intent's there. But before we do that, we have to talk about the substitution and the fact that Mitro came on. Now, obviously, it didn't work. But I want your thoughts. What were you thinking when the, just before the second half was going to begin and Mitro comes on. I was surprised because, you know, Magia wasn't playing poorly. It wasn't playing. No, great. I thought he was playing fine. Was playing fine. And Mitrich hasn't played really in an important match in a long time to give him 45 minutes. In a sense, it's what fans and even myself have been calling for saying, give Mitrich more time out there. He can't do anything in 10 to 15 minutes. But, the, but would it come at the expense of Magia, who has looked our most potent threat in front of goal? Yeah. I think that's a decision Parker's going to have a really hard time justifying because if you take off, let's say, Cavalera or even Lookman or even Angisa, yep. Mitrich, another attacker for an attacker, and you play Mitrich and Magia, that's more palatable. But to take off Magia in place of Mitrich, I don't like the either, I don't like the you know, mutually exclusive situation. Playing yep. both. That was really tough for me to swallow. And it didn't pay off at all. No, it didn't. Pay not off. at all. Not even a little bit. And that's the frustrating part. I mean, nothing against Mitro. I just don't know if he fits in the way that Parker wants to play. I understand that he was trying to change things up. I'll give him credit for that. I just don't know if this was the right opponent to do it against because this team presses. This team is high energy. We needed high energy all over the pitch. Nothing against Mitro. He does not have that pace. So. I, 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 I agree with that, Russ, but at the same time, I can't, I'm not going to come out here and slate Mitrich for being poor because... No, 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 I'm not no, saying he's poor. I just don't know if he fit. But I don't know if... The substitution obviously took off Magic, that's a negative. But it seems yes. like the entire 11 other 10 players in the pitch, or let's discount earlier, the other outfield players in the pitch kind yep. of stopped playing football in that second half. I don't know if that's because of Mitrich or because of when people, the, the players have a different mentality when he's on the pitch. But I can't even explain that. Or it's just Leeds just pressing us so much that he can get the ball. But yep. it wasn't as if he missed a boatload of chances or looked you know, disinterested. He wasn't trying that hard, but I felt like he dropped back. There was just absolutely no goal, goal opportunities for anyone on the team. No. No. And that's the really upsetting part of all of this is that watch when Leeds United had their opportunities compared to Fulham. You tell me who looked more likely to score. It, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's Leeds United. Full credit to them because, again, I thought they were vulnerable defensively. I don't think we tested the goalkeeper enough. He actually played fairly well. I want to say that because he made some key saves. But like you said, 
Fulham, again, I don't think they matched the intensity of Leeds United, and I think it cost them. And let's talk about this whole situation, Max. This decides the match, okay? You have this opportunity from Adam Olickman. You already mentioned this. It automatically, right afterwards, leads to a goal from Leeds United with Rafinha. Good finish. Credit to him. It never should have happened, but it did. And again, full credit to Leeds United. They deserved the goal because they probably deserved two or three more even after that and before that. This yeah. should never have been two to one. It should have been five to one. That's how poorly Fulham played and how well Leeds United played. Yeah, Thoughts on the goal? It should have been the whole, other, and the whole scenario. Say, it should have been two on the Fulham in that passage of play because Lewis is excellent to get by Bamford on the byline. True. Actually, Great cutback. It's what we want to see more from Fulham. Yes, That's Fulham should have scored. Fair point. And look, when whiffs, I, I'm, I'm so conflicted with him, Ross, and today I have to come out on the, the negative side, even despite his assist. Doesn't cut it for me in the final third. Yep. He's such a bright player, and you can see the potential there. But there's a reason he's let go by Everton. There's a reason Leipzig let him out on loan. This is not a top-quality Premier League footballer. Yep. He's very good until when he actually has to be good, and that's when you're in the box getting goals because yep. a winger isn't going to be your main goal scorer, but he has to chip in. And Lookman hasn't chipped in enough considering the positions he gets in, considering yep. the chances he has. And especially in the match when it's so finely poised 1-1 to whiff on that. And then he fouls Ailing, leads to the free kick, goes up there to the pitch and leads score. But again, Lamina loses the ball in kind of a repeat of that City performance when we're giving the ball in midfield. It happens so many times. We can't take care of the ball. It's very sloppy. Anderson just falls over, slides, just diabolical. Yep. And then you have Tosin in addition uh, to, I think, Robinson, both putting in, you know, I think an, a, almost an artistic interpretation of defending. I don't think that's actually defending. It's almost like they looked at defending in a book and said, oh, this is how we defend. It yep. just whiffs at the ball or half challenges. Very poor. It's a good finish by Rafinha near post. But in that kind of phase in that match, it's a killer goal. And you could sense that that almost ended it right there. Okay. All right. All right. Very good there, my friend. All right. And let's talk about after that, because after that, again, the majority of the opportunities, Max, were Leeds United opportunities. When we would lose the ball, they would have these opportunities. They just didn't score again. So I know, you know, and again, I'm already seeing the comments. People are very upset that uh, I've taken it to this level that I said, Fulmer relegated tonight. Yeah, I believe it. And I'm probably, I'm, I'm not going to say probably, I'm not changing my mind on, on that because this is a match they needed to win, not get a point, needed to win. And I can't see how they're going to be Aston Villa. I can't see how they're going to be Wolves. I'm that disappointed by this. I know you're saying that Leeds United are unique, but they had weaknesses too. We just didn't take advantage of their weaknesses as much as I had hoped, Max. <sighs> even though I, of course that was the one I went back on my word. I said we were relegated after Brighton, after West Brom, et cetera. And I went back on my word and I said, I think we're in this. And for that reason, I'm going to have to disagree here because I've seen this team pick themselves up from awful positions, like truly awful positions. And I've seen this team shock people. They shocked us at Anfield. They shocked us at Goodison. I do think this team is a surprise or two left in them. That's why I can't say right now that they're relegated, Russ. But I would say it's a massive blow because – this was a winnable match in many respects. It's a home match against a team who doesn't have much for, to fight for. Yeah. I will say, I, I do think Bielsa is an interesting test case. This is someone who is an obsessive person, completely compulsive and demands perfection from his team. 
I think when you look at Wolves or Villa or Southampton, again, other mid-table sides, yep. the, those same managers won't demand the same perfection, the same work rate, the same pressing. Sure. I think Fulham will have easier matches than Leeds. Even though on paper it might look like Leeds, who whatever, 11th and mid-table at right. home, wouldn't have much to play for. I right. do think there'll be other chances to pick up points. Okay. Well, we're we're going to need a response, Ross. We're going to need a response at Villa Park. Okay, my friend. Well, listen, you know, again, this to me I think is devastating. And uh, I can't believe, you know, you know me. I don't normally go out and say this. I, in fact, I can't remember the last time I said this. I pretty much said it around this time two seasons ago. But the thing about it was that was even more telling. I, I, I held out a lot longer. I'm not hold, I'm not holding out any any longer now and uh, and Giannis I respect you my friend I understand where you're going that it's not over I think we're going to play through the stretch and I think I'm going to be proven right and I'm going to look back at this Leeds United match and think this is where it actually happened. Okay, Max, final thoughts before we go. What worried me in that second half is that the game was completely out of our reach. Never once did I feel like we were in control or could get nope. a foothold. Not at all. That is what scares me, is that where is that leader on the pitch? Where is Anderson? Well, he's throwing himself on the floor, trying to block it. You know, where is Reed? He got dragged off by Parker. Mitrich, who used to be the co-captain, isolated up top. In that moment, I saw a lack of leaders. And I saw a team that, when it really came down to it, got overwhelmed and just took a back seat. We can't have a repeat of that in other matches. And I worry that down the stretch, this team might just capitulate again. But I do want to keep that perspective because even in the course of this 20 or so minutes you've had the show, yep. I was despondent coming on before the show with you, Russ. I think we have to be honest. There are what, eight more matches left in the season. You, you can't write off this team just yet. It doesn't look good. But we've seen this team go to Goodison when they hadn't won in, what, four or five months. Yep. We saw this team win at Anfield for the first time in almost a decade. I can't write off this Fulham team just yet. I can't, I can't do it. Okay. All right. Well, that's where I am right now. I will say this. I, I, I'm I actually challenged them. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Fulham. Prove me wrong, all the players. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Scott Parker. Everyone prove me wrong. Because right now, Fulham are going down. We'll go back to the championship. I love the championship. I have no issue with them going down to the championship of a brand new team. But this is the match where I'm going to look back when they do go down, and I believe that they will, and say this is when it all really, this is when I was convinced of it. I'm convinced tonight. Anyways, Max, thank you so much for doing the show with me. I'm sorry it's not under better circumstances. Yeah, you know, we, we, uh, we're in March Madness over here in the States. There's a lot of madness in March across the pond. But yeah. let's just remember that, you know, we play Villa next. Villa drew to Newcastle. Okay, Newcastle are terrible. Yeah. The season's not over yet. Okay, and I believe Parker is going to give the side an absolute, you know, hair. You know, he's going to be furious with them at the end of this match, and I do think he'll get a he'll get a response. Okay, well, they should all be embarrassed. And um, sorry, and uh, I, I can't remember the last time I've come up this strong about a foam side that you know. And again, this is just how I feel right now. Anyways, I'm going to wrap up the show for my co-host. Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.